Welcome to Girl, Water Your Grass. We talk about all the things to better yourself, your family, your career, your dreams, your goals, and your life, and how God's dreams over us are so much bigger than our own. We are just two girlfriends who grew up in the bluegrass state of Kentucky with five brothers each and have reunited to take our dreams to the next level. Now we're inviting you to get out of your own way, girlfriend, and come on this ride because on this journey of a lifetime, we never arrive. Welcome back to Girl Water Your Grass. We are so excited to have you back here in our series on relationships. You will probably appreciate this one particularly because we are actually, I am interviewing MK and her beloved man, Will Waffen. So you guys are in for a real treat. We have been laughing so hard over the last little bit. And so if, if laughter commences at various points during this episode, we ask just for your patience because, you know, I, one of the things that do make relationships wonderful is laughter and and we have no idea what she's going to ask us by the way so this is going to be raw well so I just you know I, I really wanted this to be well we wanted this to be a fun episode and she gave me liberty to get to just ask whatever I want to ask so you guys not the are questions uh, not the questions you prep me on huh Sounds like we've got a good one. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Paired over here. Okay. <laughs> so I'm, I'm really excited actually for our audience to get to meet the other half of our and beloved MK because you two together, I just, you know, I've known you guys for a long time and um, I've known you forever and ever, but it's been such a joy getting to know Will as well. I feel like I got another brother out of the mix just as I've got a sister over there. And I'm excited for our audience to get to know him as well, because we know some of the fun of podcasting and getting to know and listening to episodes is getting to know the people in them, you know, and hearing the stories. And so marriage is obviously a really important topic. And I've gotten to spend a lot of time with you guys as a couple and individually um, with UMK, but really as a couple, getting to see how you guys really complement each other and, um, you know, you guys work intentionally on your marriage. And so I would love for us to kind of dig into that. So let's just, let's just begin. All right. <laughs> I, I wish you guys could see their faces right now because they're both fighting back laughter and it's just wonderful. They look nervous too. All right. So let's start with some basics. Here we go. So Will, how did you guys meet? And I'm going to ask you to start because, you know, Usually when you have one person tell it, it's one version. You have the other person tell it, it's the other version. So let's, let's hear, how did you guys meet? Right. Yeah. Let's see if you want the truth or you want the funny version. <laughs> <laughs> we want the funny first and then you can dissect it. Sure. So uh, we met at the University of Kentucky. Uh, both went to school there, had some common friends. And uh, I think 
I was running down the street, you know, being an active exerciser. And, and I noticed this girl just, you know, gawking and her jaw dropping as I ran by and just mm-hmm. really caught my attention. So mm-hmm. days and days thereafter, I continued the same route, knowing she'd be out there, uh, you know, stargazing as I went by. And uh, that really kicked things off. No, <laughs> um, <laughs> slightly the opposite. Actually, I did uh, catch her exercising. She's quite uh, the avid runner. Um, and I like to be active myself, but uh, she would wear these cats shorts, C-A-T-S, cats shorts, as she was exercising. Uh, and just, again, incredible girl, uh, you know, beautiful, fun, great to be around. We had some common friends, so got to know her uh, early on in my college career. Um, and our friendship uh, continued probably for a year or two. Um, I was definitely slow uh, to make any type of commitment or uh, move to kind of uh, tie her down and, uh, you know, begin a relationship with us. And, you know, I take ownership of that irresponsibility and immaturity <laughs> early on because she is such a catch. And I'm so blessed uh, to be married to her and to spend, you know, 20 plus years of our lives together. So, uh, but no, just really, really had a great um, experience in college, getting to know her through common friends. And uh, it's just really gotten better and better every year. And uh, we still got a long way to go <laughs> in our marriage, but uh, it's it's been great. And Love that. You might have a, a slightly different yeah. <laughs> approach. MK, how, MK tell us, how did you meet Will? <laughs> how did this I mean, it's, it's similar for sure. Uh, you know, we were UK and had common friends and I just kind of knew everybody at UK just because, you know, I was talking. So shocking. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, there was always, you know, the cute guys were a dime a dozen, but he was a little more mysterious because he mm. was, he was, that well, she, she thought you were a little mysterious, you know, um, <laughs> always, you know, there, there were a couple things that really stood out about him to me. And I felt like he always was really respectful to girls, which was mm. not the norm. Right. Yeah. And, um, I don't, I was just, he's so dang cute. I just couldn't, I, I was obsessed with him. I was like, <laughs> he was the cute boy in the corner. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's, I mean, that's where we met was at UK and I was always pretty interested. Um, and it took him a while to come around, but, um, we just kept hanging out and I figured out which classes he was in and signed up and took them. And I think mean, I was a little bit crazy, but no, I mean, I laugh about it now cause I own it, you know, I knew his walking routes to class and would definitely happen by. And, uh, we ended up living right next to each other. Um, on the same street, right yeah. next to each other. Yeah. At one point, we actually lived in the same house. We lived in like an old house that yeah. was divided into two apartments. The front half was four guys and the back half was four girls. And so we yeah. actually lived in the same house. So that was fun. Um, and, you <laughs> yeah, know. Don't live together before you get married. But, yeah, uh, don't live together before you get married. We're, <laughs> we're in separate apartments, right? Separate apartments. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, it, and something interesting was I always tell these good girlfriends and they, um, we would always ask questions like, what do you think? Is he going to age well? And the verdict was that he would age well. So physically. So wow. well, you got, you got there. <laughs> you you know, think about it's like this right? high priorities, you know, like <laughs> it was important. No, but he was always respectful. And I just always remember that. And there was just something different about him mm-hmm. than all the other guys. So, and I would still say that today. Yeah. I think uh, I probably, the immaturity level of a guy typically at 18 years old, you know, isn't looking, uh, you know, 
who am I going to marry when I'm on yeah. campus, wherever you are at that age. So uh, maybe that's a blessing that I was, you know, had that immaturity that I didn't have this pressure on myself. So I need to find a mate and I need to, you know, settle down here and you know, life's getting past me or whatever it is. So uh, again, luckily for me, she was patient and willing to, uh, and to put up with my slowness in our relationship. And, uh, but again, I, and I would love to actually, because I think one of the things that's been fun with, with the slowness aspect, because you are more of, um, like when I see you as like, you are more of kind of the steady, you know, like you're, you're very, you're very patient. And I'm not. The yin and the yang, right? And so, okay, so this deserves a little bit of a story. So, <laughs> so with MK, I, I told her, so we, we've done a lot of things together over the years and we've done some fun trips together. And, and one recent trip, um, she's hightailing and out in this big old mi- minivan <laughs> and there's construction around, there's all things, and she's just whipping around. And, and I just, you know, I paused for a minute. I was like, okay, you know, I feel like, like, really your husband and your family are literally like you're leaving you to become who God created you to be because without this, like the steady, the family, all the, these different aspects, you'd be like high town out, high heel shoes and like the red sports car and get into all kind of trouble at a hundred miles an hour. <laughs> and, uh, and so we, we were laughing about that. I know. <laughs> oh yeah. But at the same time, you know, you, you did say, you're like, yeah, like, you know, Will is so good for me and he does keep that, keep me grounded, you know? And so one of the things that I've loved witnessing is just your, you guys are very complimentary, you know, because as much as like, Will's this steady, you, you bring this other aspect of life into that, right? That's necessary too. It's like one without the other, it would, it would be as though something were missing. And so there's a really beautiful complementarity aspect to that. And I think sometimes in relationships and in marriages, you'll, you'll see people say, oh my gosh, you know, well, he's not, he or she isn't enough like me or whatever it is. And, and the way I see is you guys have actually worked on, or it looks like worked on to me, because I don't think that happens naturally worked on those different strengths that you have, which are very complementary, which could also, and probably do at times drive each other crazy, right? Because those things that both are opposite and complimentary and intriguing also are usually the things that will make you crazy too at times. So I would love for us to dig a little bit into that. And real quick, let's preface this. How long have you guys been married for? 16 16 years. years. Okay. So we got 16 years of experience here. So talk to us and let's talk about almost 20. It'll be 20 years since our first kiss in October. Yeah. Yeah. So let's, so let's talk. What would you say to that couple who, you know, maybe they're newly married and they were super excited because those things that really intrigued each other by them, suddenly they're realizing, oh my gosh, you know, these are totally opposites and he's ready to kill her and she's ready to kill him because he won't, you know, she's like, why won't you hurry up and get stuff done around here and you won't move. And, and he's like, oh my gosh, can you not slow down for two seconds? <laughs> what would you say to them? What have you guys learned over the last really 20 years, you know? Um, but particularly the last 16 years in marriage, what have you learned about your differences and complementary aspects? Yeah, Maria, um, really, it's a great question and a great thing to discuss, you know, having a, a common foundation and morals and, you know, some of those things that I'll say are non-negotiables. I mean, you definitely want to uh, focus on those, build upon those, make sure those are you know understood and addressed. And you talk about that 
before marriage, early marriage, well into marriage, you know, always continue to, you know, fall back to that foundation that you have. But to me, the difference is it's almost like a, you know, a sports team or, you know, uh, a company environment. If you had all the same people, if you had all first basemen on your baseball team, you'd really struggle, you know, to, for outfielders and catchers, pitchers, you need all these different pieces to it. Um, and it's okay that I don't have the best arm to throw at the home plate. I can catch the ball at first base. I can do my job there. Um, so I think in a marriage, again, there's so many different things about us being male and female, you know, always driving, 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 <laughs> backing up like a bat out of hell, whatever. <laughs> so, for say, let's take our time. Let's kind of take, right. take note of Safety our surroundings. Safety So again, having that counterbalance in those, those kind of opposite pieces, um, to me are incredibly important to build a strong marriage, a strong team, mm. whatever it is. So, strong family. Yeah. And and so not even focusing on those differences, but embracing them. You know, mm. and the, what does Mary Catherine do that, you know, she just excels at so well and it's not my strong suit and, you know, let's let her you know, be the lead on that part mm-hmm. of our marriage. And then, you know, where I step in and, and can be a lead and, and uh, fill in for any shortcomings that she have, which are so few, I'm still looking for any That's of them, not. but um, so, so to me, <laughs> So, uh, hopefully that uh, gives a little insight to it. Again, we can mm. we can definitely laugh at, at each other's uh, <laughs> the things that drive each other uh, nuts right. about. Uh, again. I tease that you know that song "Waiting on a Woman." I always tease him. My whole life, I've been waiting on a man, <laughs> and but no, it really does. It's so true because I think whenever like I'm fully aware that I have a lot of things I need to work on, and actually seeing his strengths. Mm make me strive for the virtues that he has that I don't have. Like, I know I need to be more patient and, you know, think before I act and take longer times to discern at times. Um, and so all those things, you know, where he might take a month to make a decision and I might make a decision in a day, that perfect uh, balance between each other is it, we see every, I feel like we see every angle that I wouldn't see on my own. He wouldn't see on his own. And so I don't think it's only something that you shouldn't necessarily get frustrated. Yes. Do you get frustrated in the moment when you're waiting on a man? Absolutely. But really to think about it with any sort of depth is a blessing. And I mean, I would drive someone nuts. We we would literally like crash and burn if I was with someone that ran as fast as I did. I mean, it, it, we would be dead, right? Because sort of like up the car. I can vouch for that. <laughs> but I mean, truly, mm-hmm. and I love it. Like we would drive our kids nuts, right? He's patient, calm, sure. steady, and I'm like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Right, we so, never get to church on time if, it, <laughs> if we took it. Yeah. Took my time, so. so it's it really is like I just appreciate so much and tr- striving for the virtues that he excels in to try to grow in virtue, because I think that's how you grow to become the best version of yourself is always growing more towards that virtue. And where I have a vice, he is more virtuous in that area and vice versa. So I really do see it as, um, as a strong point And is this something to lean into for the things that drive me nuts? Maybe I need to be a little bit more like that. Right. One of the things that I've, I've loved because I've heard you say this and can, I think it takes a humility to say this, but also there was, there's always been an honesty when you're like, oh my gosh, Will is honestly just such a, a better human being. Like he's naturally like things where, and, and, and you've looked at your life and said, okay, like for him, this is a part of who he is. And this is the rhythm he, he works out of. And you're like, okay, I got to work. I need to be more, a little little bit more like this, you know, and that Mm -hmm. takes such humility to, to look at yourself and say, wow, look at the way that he steps into that virtue. Well, 
and how can I imitate that? What have you noticed in regards, because it's something that I remember someone saying that one of the most important things you can bring into marriage is humility. And mm. so I would love for you guys to just share a little bit about that. Cause again, like, you know, I've heard you say various aspects of that before MK and that, that does, you know, you're not even joking. It's like, there's a serious, like, like, no, he's like such a better human being on blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And I can learn, you know, and, and I need to be more like this and I need to step into that. And so the humility that that takes to look at that and then to step into that, can you share a little bit about the role humility plays in your marriage and how you use that to be a strength? Yeah. And I, I would say just totally, honestly, hum- Will's humility is one of the things I respect most about him, that he's so accomplished in the business world and so kind to everyone and really does see the good in all people. But I think that's one of his most attractive qualities to me. And I think it's attractive to everyone. No one wants someone that's a know-it-all, right? And so it, I've hoped to, I hope that I have strived to be more humble because it's so attractive that I want to realize like none of us know everything. I think the older you get and the more, you know, the more you realize, you know, nothing. And so just to see how humble that you are, is just, makes me want to be more like that and to lean into that and to pray for more humility, but it it really is such an attractive quality. And I think it's also so inviting, Mm -hmm. right? Because I never feel like he's going to think that he knows better or isn't, it's a great um, attribute also for listening because I don't have to, I feel like I can be totally honest, probably too honest at times (laughs) where um, I, I do feel like we talk about everything and we, I mean, I'll tell you everything. Yeah. Um, sometimes you probably wish I would just be quiet and, and not keep chatting, <laughs> but that humility, I think is an attribute that makes me feel so safe mm-hmm. to be able to show up and just completely share my heart and know that it's not going to be judged or, sure. you know, yeah, and it's every situation's different. Every relationship is different. How humble you can be, you want to be. I mean, when you're around somebody that you're trying to impress or you're, you know, trying to you know show your best self, many times you're going to, you know, exaggerate or inflate, you know, the skills or the, the great things that you do. Um, again, we've been married, you know, 16 years and, and in a relationship for a long time. And so, you know, obviously the comfort and the, you know, the trust and the relationship that we have makes it super easy for me to be honest and, and show my true colors all the time and know that I'm not the best at A, B or C, but I'm, you know, I'm confident that I can do D, E and F very, very well, but it's okay that I'm not the best at these couple of things. And Mary Catherine's not going to hold that against me. And again, she's going to compliment me in those areas and, and help our marriage, you know, be the best that it can be. And so, um, you know, fortunately for me, it's easier for me to be humbled around such <laughs> great uh, people. Mary Catherine, you know, Honestly, she, I mean, she's so fantastic, but just the family that we have, the friendships that we've built over the years. I mean, there's just so many great people that we've had the, the blessing and opportunity to be around. Um, mm-hmm. So again, there's just, there's no need to, to put yourself out there in a way that you're not there. And, and like she said, you know, mm-hmm. I just don't, uh, you know, it rubs me the wrong way when people just come across as pompous and, you know, over the top, it just rubs me the wrong way. And I don't, I don't care for that attitude, that approach. Uh, so I don't want myself to be, you know, seen in that light. It's just mm-hmm. not who I am. And so, you know, for some of those reasons, it's definitely maybe it's easy for me to come to come across into the humility stage. But see, he doesn't even have to try. <laughs> you know? Like, okay, this is so good. So, what about? So, there's there's three things I, I want to dig in that on what you said. But um, talk to us a little bit about how what is the role of like how do you guys learn to communicate? 
well. And there's obviously a lot of trust and honesty in there. Let, let's start with those first, because everything you said shows that there is a space of you guys are a safe space for each other. So how did you create that safety? Because so many people in marriages don't feel safe with their spouse, right? There's some level of or dating or any of those things, which you see that in the lack of honesty, right? The last lack of trust. So what did you, what have you guys done over the last 16 years and really probably 20 years of, you know, being together, what have you guys done to establish a good communication? And again, like super practical for our listeners, right? Like what they can do um, for good communication and to be a safe space for one another and good communication. What, what does that look like? You know, trust, honesty, how do you create that? What does that look like? Yeah, I mean, trust is incredibly important. Obviously, it's the foundation of so many relationships, if not every single relationship. So um, building that trust early, not betraying the trust and just continuing to work at that. You know, if I'm telling Mary Catherine, you know, something that I'm you know, feeling or an emotion that I had or, a, you know, an issue I had at work, whatever the case may be, you know, and she's there listening to me and then she's talking to her, to her friends or somebody else about it. And so, you know, if I feel like I would lose that trust that I can't have the confidence to have those conversations with her and that she's not going to you know, communicate that to somebody else, if she knows that, you know, to me, and um, that's a, a vulnerable state. Um, I think that would, you know, be really, really difficult. And I could see where you know, many relationships and, and couples and other folks, you know, don't have that trust because you know, maybe that uh, their partner can't um, keep that in confidence or keep that yeah. within the relationship. So that's something to me that I've just really, really appreciated uh, and tried to honor that for Mary Catherine. Anytime she tells me, you know, maybe it's because I forget. He's the <laughs> ball too quickly, too quickly. <laughs> no, you're yeah. that. You're but ball. even just again, practicing that, like, again, <clears throat> tuck it away. Just yeah. don't even let yourself get into a situation where you're going to, you know, potentially spill those beans or have those conversations with somebody that, you know, maybe it's my best friend or, uh, my parent or somebody else that I'm really, really close to and feel safe talking about that. But if I know that, you know, she's got this trust in me and that's something that's really important to her, that's just something that I'm going to keep to myself yeah. and, and just honor that when, and yeah. when she's comfortable or it's time to share that with another person or another uh, situation, then we can do that. So I think to me, that's just the trust. I, I'd stick with that uh, yeah. in all situations, but that's how the communication really flourishes over time. Mm -hmm. And you can really get comfortable in that with each other. And that's, you know, trust is something that's earned. It's, it's not just given. It's something that's earned over time. But I would say, you know, neither one of us ever gave a, each other a reason not to trust each other. Mm -hmm. So we were really blessed to have, um, you know, some people go through the beginning of the relationships where there may have reasons not to trust, but we never really went through that. So I think that that foundation of trust was built from the beginning and that wasn't, wasn't rocky. And, you know, I mean, just knowing me, I'm so open and honest, as you know. And so that, I think being so open and honest, just telling people, to, I mean, I've tell him and everything. And um, I think that's where good communication has really come into play is just being, telling you the good, the bad, and the ugly, mm -hmm. and really just sharing everything. And I'm not just doing life together for so long. Like he's my best friend and I want him to know everything, even if it's, you know, the whole meta word for it of everything that happened in the day, like all the things that happened <laughs> along the way, you know, and, and he's so patient that he will sit and right. listen to my 35 <laughs> things that happened in the day that really are, don't matter. I love it. Um, but having that awareness too, again, whether it's marriage or any other relationships, you know, having that awareness of, okay, you know, they need to, they need to communicate and just, you know, get out what they did today and what's on their mind and all those things. And maybe it's not, you know, that they're venting at me or towards me or anything else, but just being that lending ear for them again, to have that space 
safe space uh, to conversate and then being aware of yourself at times. And I get into this too. Am I telling her a story with details that she could care less about? Like, okay, I can save that for a buddy and tell them because yeah. they think more of my golf game or, or what I was doing. Mm. Yesterday. And you know, I, that's, we have been really blessed that we have always, always had that trust, but I would say that every person will rise and fall by what they believe about themselves. And so when you have trust issues or communication issues, that's Maria's famous quote, it, it usually goes back to a previous experience or um, a, a place of being wounded. Yeah. And so really healing those things of the past so that you can step into the relationship that you're in now from a place of freedom and from a place of thriving. Um, because oftentimes I think we live out of our past wounds and it has nothing to do with yeah. the person that we're with today. Right. And so going back to that self-image, it's everything, man, getting it right. Mm -hmm. And really believing that you are worthy and you don't have to prove, like, I've never felt like I have to prove myself to will, mm -hmm. um, which is, it's a very safe space. Right. And yeah. that's just, mm -hmm. he loving, loving each other. Well, <laughs> right. <laughs> what would you say is the biggest challenge you've overcome in your marriage? Hmm. And is yeah, this something you feel like you want to share on here? You don't have to. I, don't, uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know that we've overcome this challenge just yet because, mm -hmm. you know, if you don't know, we're knee deep. We've got a few kids here at the house. Um, and so our biggest challenge is probably just finding that intentional time where it's just mm -hmm. Mary Catherine and I, you know, mm -hmm. especially communication. I mean, we get up, you know, we're exercising or, you know, doing a devotion or, uh, getting ready for the day and the kids are awake and, you know, feeding the baby and then your day hits you and you've got all day long working. And then at night you've got activities and you're winding down. And then all of a sudden it's eight or nine o'clock and you're just exhausted and you haven't even had a chance to say, I love you or hello, or how was your day or any of those yeah. things. So, um, but again, making that intentional time, you got to do that in all aspects of your life, whatever you, you know, it's not about having time. It's about making time. Yeah. Uh, and Mary Catherine is, is the queen about uh, proclaiming that and sticking to that. I mean, she is very, very, diligent about making time for the things that are really important. And so just for us, that continued, not just a struggle, but just keeping that in mind. Again, mm -hmm. our marriage is the most important thing. If we don't have that strong, then our kids, you know, upbringing won't be strong. And um, just so many things can fall apart if we don't keep that strong yeah. foundation. So making that intentional time uh, for each other mm -hmm. is probably the biggest thing that we have to continue to overcome each day and each week. I agree. And, you know, we really do believe that the great, both of us believe that the greatest gift that you can give your children is a beautiful marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, and so we, we really want to continue to focus on that. Um, but yeah, absolutely intentional time. Just, we have six kids and we, we got to, we were doing better. And then we had another baby, <laughs> all those babies, man, they're a lot of work. Um, but they're worth, they are worth it, but they are a lot of work. <laughs> they're a lot of fun, but they're a lot of work. Yeah. It's, it keeps you out of trouble, but that's, yeah. it's always a challenge just to, and again, one thing we have talked about recently is we feel like we're we're both pretty giving of our time to other people and we both will give to every Harry, Tom and Joe in our lives and at the expense of each other's time. Mm -hmm. So that's something we're really trying to focus on. Like, like we'll have a date plan for Friday night, but then Susie needed help moving. And so we're like, ah, it's okay. We'll just cancel our date. But really being fierce about that yep. um, is something that we're really trying to work on because it, definitely time is for sure our biggest challenge. I think it always has been. When when we first when we first had kids, we had three babies in one year. If if our listeners don't know, we had one and then had twins right after, and so we just were knee deep. And I don't even remember. I'd say more like neck deep. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Weights on each shoulder. Don't but. drown. Don't drown. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a time. Yeah. For sure. So one of the things that I've noticed with you guys also that I, I think is just so admirable. And again, it, I, it's very counterculture from what we experience a lot of times or what you see in marriages is you guys always, even in conversation with other people, I don't ever hear you guys complaining about each other, you know, like mm-hmm. you guys build each other up. Um, or you might say, okay, how can I love this person better? How can I, you know, there's ways that like, if there is something in regards to, to the other spouse, it's, it's, it's how can I show up better for them it, rather than it being like, oh my gosh, you know? And so that was number one, one thing. And so I'd love for you guys to speak a little bit about that. Has that been intentional? Is it just, that's what you, you don't even think about. That's just the space you live out of. And the second part to that is I've seen that you guys assume the best about one another, you know? Um, and again, MK, I obviously know you better than Will, but I've heard you say many times like, yeah, but you know, like Will's heart is just so good. Like I know that he's doing this for blah, blah, blah. Right. And so there's always this assumption of the good. And again, mm-hmm. a lot of times you hear in groups of people, guys and gals, you know, where they're complaining about their spouse or complaining about their mm-hmm. significant other. Um, and, and there's just kind of a lack of gratitude, you know, about, and there's almost an assumption of the negative or the bad versus the assumption of like, well, maybe they did that, but, but their heart was really, they didn't mean to do that. You know, they, something came up, whatever. Um, so I'd love for you guys to just share a little bit about, has that been intentional on your part or has that just, that's just a space you guys live out of? Um, I mean, I think it's something that for sure, intentionally, when we were first together, I would always hear people complain about their spouses and I just didn't like it. Like they're supposed to be your best friend and you're supposed to have each other's back. But I think it's become so like, I genuinely have so much respect for this man. Like, I don't have anything to complain about. And if I do have an issue, I'm going to go to him because that's how I think that you should do relationship. If I have a problem with you, I should come to you. But I mean, and it's usually probably my own fault anyway, to be honest. <laughs> that's the truth. I see a long list of complaints about me. You can read it, Maria. It's, it's pretty <laughs> No, but, uh, you know, but I, I mean, now it's just such a genuine thing of like, I really wouldn't complain unless I'm going to talk to you about like, and, and almost always it's a miscommunication. I think that in most relationships, most problems are miscommunications. And when you just talk it out and when you know, someone's heart is so good, like, yeah, we're all human. We all are going to, maybe we just see it differently, but I really don't have anything to complain about. Like it's, I'm pretty blessed. I really don't. <laughs> Oh, sure. You can always, I mean, there's always something like said, you know, the quirks that we have or the opposite things that, you know, can drive us nuts about each other. But mm-hmm. that's almost, I think in anywhere in culture, unfortunately, so many people tend to focus on those negative things or the things that bother us really harp on those and you know, drive wedges between your relationships where whatever the case may be, there's so much common and goodness that folks have with each other, especially in a marriage. That's why, you know, typically folks <laughs> date in court and then, you know, engage and, yeah. and married and stay married for a long, long time. So um, yeah, what Mary Catherine said about you know, listening to others complain about their spouses or, or someone else, you know, it's just so off-putting. I think yeah. many people, whether they truly believe it or they're just doing it to get a laugh out of the, you know, the someone else friends that they're, that yeah. they're working in or just to, you know, quote, fit in with the, the norms of, oh, my wife drives me nuts or my husband does these quirky things. It's just, again, 
it's just unnecessary and it just brings brings down the situation as opposed to you know lifting each other up and you know yeah. in your circles you know, lifting their up them up and their expectations of their spouses and how they should be treated so like she said we're I mean awfully awfully blessed so many of us um, have so many blessings that we you know tend to forget or don't don't count enough or don't show gratitude towards so just making that a daily habit is so much easier said than done but it really really um, can make a difference in every day and every relationship that you have is focusing on those things that you're grateful for and, and really sharing those mm-hmm. with that person as well. Tell them why you're grateful for them as opposed to telling them, Hey, you did this and it really, really bothered me today. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And, thank you for sharing that. And but, I think that share the good things too. Yeah. I think that goes back to what we talk about a lot on here is our reticular activator system is like, you will find what you seek. Say that again. You're, <laughs> you're rad. <laughs> He's I'm like neuroscience. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, it's just like, you will find what you look for. Right. So if you look for all the things wrong and so, and I will say though, like we do challenge each other. Like Will will say, you know, I want to like, you think this, this, and this, but I want you to see the other, he's so good about seeing the other side all the time. Mm -hmm. And so we don't disagree with each other in in, like in front of people, like to put each other down. But I think we really do challenge each other to try to see every side of the story. And I think because you want the best for that person, the best for our relationship best for our family or kids whatever it is and so again not that we're disagreeing maybe we do you know see it from a different perspective and so you challenge them hey you know have you thought about this or this mm-hmm. is what I was thinking does that make sense and you know tell me more about your perspective on that and again really you know working together through a situation versus okay. the odd which I love that because you can't grow and get better if you're both seeing things through the same lens yeah. and it, a lot of people a lot of situations it's hard to take that feedback that criticism yeah even if it's constructive and the intentions are all well there, it, you know, it's a pride yeah. thing. And, it, you know, that humbleness, that, that is a struggle for all of us, you know, me included. So, you know, especially in a marriage, but any close relationship you have or one that you, you know, feel strongly about, again, talk through those things early and often just say, Hey, you know, mm. I want you to know that, you know, I know I'm not perfect. I want to improve. Will you please share with me? And maybe you introduce that feedback, you know, with some, <laughs> some niceties or some softness to it. So it doesn't yeah. come across as so complaining or challenging to that person. Mm. But, but again, just knowing that you're open and your willingness to, to learn and to share and to grow together, I think, again, has just been an, another area of strength for us that uh, I love that. Uh, we'll continue. And yeah. So got two last questions. Um, so what would you say? So when I used to um, wait tables in college, every couple that had been married for very long, I would always ask them this question. And so I love asking me question, this question of couples who've been married for a long time. And um, what would you say to, are like the top three things, the top like core ingredients for a beautiful marriage. And you guys may, you can do those separate. So Will, what would you say are your top three? MK, what would you say are your top three? Sure. Uh, I know we said it before, but trust, again, trust is incredibly important. Without it, you know, I think it'd be really, really difficult uh, for any relationship to make it very far. Mm-hmm. Um, faith, for me and for us, I know our faith is really, really important to us and sharing that uh, common piece. Again, it's a, it's a part of our everyday lives every week. And it's something that we really um, look towards when we're, you know, needing help and guidance and, and prayer and all those things. So um, faith and then um, also just, you know, a fun environment, you know, not every, you know, there's going to be plenty of things that are that are challenging and difficult and you have to work through and you got to talk through and it's going to be stressful um, in marriage or 
raising kids, whatever it is. So, you know, building in that fun every day doesn't have to be so, so serious. So, you know, what are we going to do? Let's build that in. And you guys do a good <laughs> job with that fun there. <laughs> Watching movies and, and just uh, getting outside, you know, running around with the kids, just, you know, laughing at yourself, laughing at each other, you know, just mm-hmm. cutting up and not always having to be so serious, as you can imagine, you know, having kids and, and the work-life balance and all those things. There's so much, you know, that we have to do. Um, mm-hmm. But life is, life is fun. And, it's, uh, you know, too short in many senses. So let's make the best of it and, um, and uh, bring some fun to it. So. I like it. Okay. What's your top three? Um, I mean, you know, if I had time to really think I might have to make a list and cross out and move things to the top, but. You <laughs> sound like me here. It's taking a month. <laughs> He's rubbing off on me, right? Uh, I mean, for sure, Faith, you have to have, and, and we've been through enough in our marriage to know that without God at the center, it doesn't work. He cannot be my savior, nor with, nor is he designed to be. Mm-hmm. And that's too much pressure. And I will not be his savior. We will always let each other down. And so when it comes to being the savior, so you better have God at the center of your marriage and have that, that rooted right. And, um, you know, so that's definitely the most important. I mean, communication is crucial because yeah. again, most of the time, anything that's off is because you it's just a miscommunication, especially when you have good hearts. And I, I was going to say, you know, for, for me, it's the S it's faith, family, fitness, fun. <laughs> Um, but just, and just laughing, like you have to have fun. And I think that's really an important component of not taking yourself so seriously. And, you know, communication that you said, I mean, that is so true. And I know we talked about, you know, trying to make intentional time just to even have the conversations and catch up on the day, but whether, I mean, even just little text messages that I love you or thinking about you, or, you know, just the the touches here and there, the nice little things, the funny text messages make me laugh, the verbal communication all the time. Um, Mm just so much that you can communicate uh, mm-hmm. spouse and, and to your kids and whoever else you know that your relationship you're talking about so communication is super super important but my favorite thing is when will's laughing so hard he's peeing his pants i mean i can't when you he, <laughs> he starts laughing so hard <laughs> he gets these truth be told i thought he was maybe like um a little oriental or something in college because his eyes are a little bit you know they're not as wide <laughs> as <Okay>. my <laughs> And so when he laughs so hard, his eyes close and you can't see. And it's like my favorite thing. I just, he's just crying. And I'm like, it's so fun. Like we just, it is, it is. It's so funny. (laughs) I remember peeing my pants. Probably me. Oh, goodness. <laughs> and you know what else I love? I love how he fiercely loves my people. Like we were helping Maria through something about a month ago and he's on the phone with her and I'm like, but wait, give him my 74 cents, you know, not my two cents. I'm like, but tell her this. And he's like, you go away. I'm talking to her without you. I don't need you. You know, he's like, I gotta go outside and talk to you. So I love it. I love it. Well, like I said, I feel like I got family over there and it's That's just- right. You do such a gift for that. So as you know, we always close out our episodes and will, you know, this as well with how to water the grass. So we would love to know what would you, what is the advice you would like to give to our listeners? Like the number one thing to water their marriage. So how are you working on watering your marriage and what advice would you give to someone? Yeah. Um, I don't know about one piece, but just a couple of things that come to mind. Um, obviously, this fits my personality, but don't don't be in a hurry. I know we find ourselves a lot of time. Oh, I just want to you know, hurry up and get married. I want to hurry up and have kids. I want to hurry up and get that promotion. I want to hurry up and get the house. I want all these things. You know, and you're almost just kind of wishing your life away. And then 
16 years goes by and, you know, okay, we've got this, that, and the other, but, you know, is this, this is what we really, really wanted. So, you know, take some time, you know, think about all those things that, that you do want. Why did you get into marriage? Why is that your calling? Um, what do you love about that person? Just really enjoy each step along the way and don't get in a hurry for those to pass you by. Um, so that's probably uh, maybe the biggest thing that comes to mind uh, to me. And then just, again, you know, that intentionality, you know, and I'm, I have tons of room to improve on this, but just, you know, what can you do for that person today? What can you, you know, take a step back from yourself and, and put them in front of you today to make their day better, to make, uh, you know, something easier on them? Can you pick up, you know, the kids today or, you know, drop them a note or get them flowers or do the uh, dishes or go to the grocery, whatever the, it is, yeah. just what's one little thing you can do today and then one more tomorrow and just mm. really keeping them at the front of your mind. Because again, we make time for the things that we want to make time for. And as, as we talked about before, it's easy to let others, you know, take your time or to, yeah. to fill their cups, but, but make sure you always, you know, keep your marriage focused at the focus and forefront of what you're thinking about. So love it. MK, how about you? What would you say? So good. Um, you know, I guess just in the spirit of what we're talking about today is how can you water your marriage this week? I would say, you know, to love is really to will the good of another. And like you're saying, what can you do for your spouse or for your boyfriend, significant other girlfriend? Um, and just in the spirit of what we're talking about today to this week, find intentional time, make time to go on a date, make time to go on a walk or, and it doesn't have to be fancy, but just that and in, make intentional time. Not just, we happen to have an hour here. Let's go, yeah. you know, but intentional time of making that person feel special and not in your pajamas, but like drying <laughs> your hair and putting on heels. Perfect. So I <laughs> a text message with a picture of y'all going out. That's right. That's right. So like really making that time for each other because our priorities really yeah. do come to light on how we spend our time. We can say it all day long, but you know, my favorite quote, the greatest sermon you ever preach is the life you live. So yeah. making that time for each other. So Awesome. Well, guys, we are so glad that you joined us today for this wonderful, just sharing your hearts. I think our listeners probably have greatly enjoyed this as much as I have <laughs> and all the <laughs> wisdom that's in there. And listeners, we would love to hear how do you water your marriage? What had you learned for those of you who've been married, even whether it's a couple months or whether it's, you know, 50 plus years, we'd love to hear what are some of the things you've learned? You know, we're all you know us over here well enough to know that we know we never arrive. <laughs> we're, yeah, and we're learning. We want all the tips. Send them all to us. Probably have some great ideas for us. Yeah. So thank you for having us and for putting us in the hot seat. Yeah, appreciate and, it. Uh, great, to, great to spend time with you, Maria. Of course, Mary Catherine. And, and well, we have, the work that you're doing on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I am a listener, believe it or not, and uh, I'm getting a lot out of it. So <laughs> thank you for the work that you're doing and, and having me on. It's a pleasure to be here. Awesome. Well, such a gift. We hope that you guys have enjoyed this. If you have, please like, subscribe, share, download, all the things. Subscribe to our newsletter as well. You can go to girlwatergrass.com and get more into different aspects of relationships next week. So we'll see you back here then. Bye.